All right, everybody, this is your man, L. Jamal, coming through with another edition of Never Out of Bounds. Of course, this is a place where you can say what you want as long as you got them facts. I am in between episodes today, so I will be giving you guys a little bit of a, well, actually, an in-depth playoff update. Uh, we do have some Game 3s coming on tonight, so I'll be going over the rest of these Game 2s. Uh, starting off uh, with some uh, with the, excuse me, with the Raptors and the Magic. The Magic was able to, uh, to even that series up a couple days ago. Easy win here, 111-82. Aaron Gordon uh, for the Magic, he was the leading scorer there. He got 20 points, 5 rebounds, and 2 assists. Uh, They also got some help from Terrence Ross. He had another 15. Uh, For the Raptors, of course, Kawhi did his thing. 37 points, 4 assists, and 4 rebounds. Kyle Lowry uh, had a redemption game. 22 points, 7 assists, and 4 rebounds. Uh, For the Magic, uh, they slipped tremendously in terms of shooting. 37% from the field. Also went 26.5% from 3. Only made 9 out of 34 three-pointers and also went 13 to 24 from the field from the free throw line so not really good for them and that that's a lot of points uh on left on the board but toronto didn't really do that well uh from three either they only made about 11 attempts but uh they did a lot of damage in the paint and they did they passed the raptors passed the ball really well as uh really well too they had 25 10 uh team assists excuse me they also played played really well defense uh toronto forced 10 steals and then on top of that and uh on top of that, Orlando played a little bit of a sloppy game. They actually gave up the ball about 17 times. So, uh, again, Orlando seemed to take a step back, of course, uh, in this series uh, with it being tied. The Raptors had one of those games you figure that they would have. Uh, again, I, I thought this this was going to be one of those easier series. Of course, uh, a sweep. I was wrong about that, but I don't see it being too much more difficult than this, y'all. All right, moving on. We also got the Spurs. They were also able to uh, even that series out uh, with the Nuggets. They were able to win that game to 114 to 140, 105, excuse me. Uh, for DeRozan, he had a 31-point game. So he's looking like he's improving a lot uh, over the course of, let's just say, a season. It's a, it's a it's, you know, it's funny what a new change of scenery can do. There's so there's been so much uh, a, a, so much about him that's been said negatively and just his performances in the playoffs. But to have a 30 point game like this, um, you know, and of course they lost. The Spurs lost this game, but I can't really blame DeRozan. You know, DeRozan showed up to play. He also got some help from Lamarcus Aldridge as well. Excuse me, Lamarcus Aldridge had a 24 points, eight uh, eight rebounds, and also three assists. Uh, for the Nuggets, uh, they were led by uh, excuse me. Uh, Jamal Murray, he was a leading scorer. He had 24 points, two rebounds, and also four assists. Uh, Nikola Jokic, he also did his thing as well. Uh, close to a triple-double, uh, but a really solid double-double here with 21 points and 13 rebounds. Gary Harris also did his thing. Another young player uh, that the Nuggets have, 23 points and five rebounds. And Paul Millsap, the OG, somebody who I don't necessarily mention a lot, uh, but he definitely did his thing last night. Uh, yes, last night, 20 points and seven rebounds. Actually, not last night, but the day before. I'm sorry. Uh, but for Denver, uh, they outscored the Spurs in the fourth quarter, 39 to 25. That game was pretty much close. Uh, I would say throughout the entire game, and Denver really needed that stretch throughout the fourth quarter to finally, to fi- actually finally put them over the top. Uh, Denver did a good, really good job of passing the ball as well. They had 30, uh, 29, excuse me, tennis, uh, team assists, so almost 30 assists throughout the entire team. They, they distributed the ball a lot. You could tell because, of course, uh, Jokic he had, of course, more than. 
five assists, and just you see a lot of 20-point scores and double-digit scores. When you see a lot of double-digit scores, that means there's a lot of passing going on, people getting a lot of looks. Uh, there's not a lot of, of course, especially in this day and age, where there's not a lot or any isolation ball for that matter outside of maybe what James Harden can do. Uh, there's a lot of passing going on in these in this modern age, and um, I wanted to give Denver a good pat on the back for that, being keeping everybody involved. And uh, although everybody's young, if you put everybody together, you put all the pieces together, uh, give them a positive situation. Of course, they can get it done. Um, one negative take takeaway though for the Nuggets is Will Barton. He only scored three points, three assists, and five rebounds. Uh, he is one of their uh, one of their more experienced players. So for him to for him to not show up was a little bit disappointing. He ended up getting booed off the court, but uh, it all happens. And finally. Um, my other game two that I got here, my favorite, one of my favorite game twos, actually, well, of course, because uh, it's my favorite team. But the board, uh, the Blazers were able to get it done against the Thunder, one fourteen and ninety four. Of course, they got a two zero lead in that series as well. Uh, Paul George uh, led the led the Thunder with twenty seven points and eight eight rebounds and also three assists. Uh, Stephen Adams, aka Aquaman, had sixteen points and also nine rebounds. Russ also got close to a triple double as well, uh, but he did not look uh, super great. But he ended up scoring 14 points he got 11 rebounds and nine uh i'm sorry 11 assists and nine rebounds for the blazers of course they were led by their two two-headed monsters cj and dame uh, cj had 33 points eight eight uh excuse me eight assists and also eight rebounds for dame he had 29 points six rebounds and four assists they also got some help from mo harkless off the bench he had 14 points and also nine rebounds uh for the blazers a really good shooting night from them they uh they shot 46.7 percent from the field uh they had 40 it went 40 uh 40.6 from three point line from the three point line and also 81 percent from the free throw line uh as for okc they did not shoot as well of course and they also uh turned the ball over six 16 times and had a lot of turnovers in the second half and that really in my opinion took the game out of reach in uh, very in various situations now one thing one stat that I will give OKC which I'm really a little bit worried about especially going into the road going on the road this weekend is that uh, the Thunder did lead with uh, lead on the re leading the rebound category uh, they had a small lead in terms of overall rebounds 47 to 44 but they were able to get they were able to pretty much outmatch Portland in terms of offensive rebounds getting 13 to the Blazers seven I think that's important because of course that is extra possessions that's extra opportunities for points especially if we're talking about putbacks so that's one thing that Oklahoma has been able to do to do excuse me throughout the series is get rebounds uh now and uh, but with that being said the Blazers held the Thunder to just 19 points in that fourth quarter so again Dame is locking locking Russ up uh, overall as a team. They're starting to play really well. I'm talking about the Blazers. And again, I've seen, I mean, and, and this is coming from a, a, a fan. I'm excited by what I'm seeing. I like what I'm seeing. However, I mean, as a fan, I've seen all, I've seen it all. I've seen the, the great epic shot you know, that Dame put down on Houston at home. I've also seen, um, you know, just a lot of home playoff moments. But my thing is my Achilles heel right now for the Blazers is them being able to win a significant amount of playoff road playoff road uh, games. Uh, I've, I think the last time we had a, we won a, we won a significant series on the road. I want to say 2013 or 2014, we played the Clippers and we were actually not even a favorite to win that series. And we really got helped out uh, by Blake Griffin and Chris 
Chris Paul suffering injuries, and that's what got us through. But it'll be a good chance to get through this series. I don't think it's going to be as sweet for the Blazers, but they're looking really good the way that they've been playing. I would just say uh, maybe maybe another night like this from Mo Harkless. Uh, definitely need another night from Ennis Cantor. Uh, like I said, the two guards, CJ and Dame, are going to have to keep doing their thing. And um, I think they could pull this series off. It'll definitely be an upset for them. But again, we're going to have to win a game or two on the road. I already feel like OKC's going to get some get some measure of payback with a win. Uh, it'll be good if they didn't sweep at home. Uh, and I think the Blazers are good enough to prevent that from happening. Uh, moving on, we're going to move on to uh, last night's action, starting off with the Pacers and the Celtics. Uh, the Celtics were able to get the lead, a 2-0 lead on that series uh, by getting the win, 99-91. to uh, For the Pacers, they were led by Bojan Bogdanovic. He had 23 points, 8 rebounds. He also had uh, 3 assists. Thaddeus Young also did his thing with 15 points and 6 rebounds. Uh, for the Celtics, they were led by Jason Tatum. Uh, well, actually, they were led by Kyrie Irving. He was he was a leading scorer with 37 points, 7 rebounds, and also 6 assists. Jason Tatum also did his thing, too, with uh, 26 points, 4 rebounds, and also 2 assists. Now, for Boston, uh, they out-rebounded out Indiana 48-36. to So, again, uh, and, but with that being said, that was pretty much the only uh the only real statistic they lit, they really let in. They also did lead in turnovers. However, of course, it's not really a good stat. Uh, but in this game, the Pacers, of course, um, they they gave it all they got. Of course, Bojan Bogdanovic, we know that he could score. I've been mentioning his name a lot this entire season. Uh, but again, outside of him and, and just the missing the missing link that is Victor Oladipo, they have been struggling to score points. Um, and um, this is the cold thing. They had a significant lead. Uh, the Pacers only scored 12 points in the fourth quarter, and this is all, and this is coming uh, after an 82-70 lead with about three minutes to go in the fourth quarter. So. Uh, it's a bad, it's a bad, uh, it's dire situations right now in Indiana right now because they basically, like I said, they only scored 12 points uh, in the fourth quarter in total. And they were already leading uh, by 12 with three minutes and 12, three minutes and 20 seconds ago. So not only did you have a significant lead, you had a significant amount of time. And not only did you like, not only did they have, they have a breakdown offensively, they couldn't score anything. They had a breakdown defensively and just gave up. All these the twelve over twelve. Oh, well, first I gave up the lead, which would they gave up the lead, which would have been twelve points, and then of course I gave up the ninety nine more, and just it's a struggle. And all they could score, uh, like I said, after that, after that three minute twenty mark, they're already at eighty two. They could they could only score what nine more points. They only scored nine more points in three minutes, and just Boston just outshot them. Of course, uh, Kyrie stepped up and solidified his place as that, that uh, leader of that Celtic team, which is good for him. But again, I mean, this is an easy, this, I mean, looking at, just looking at that game too, this series again is going to be one of those easy series. I, I don't see where, I mean, that was as close as the Pacers could get into winning that game. And that's the only way they could have won. Uh, getting Boyan, uh, Bojan started early, getting him hot, uh, and just not making too many dumb plays like they did in the last half of the game or last three minutes of the game, and they just fell apart. And uh, it sucks to be the the, uh, the the Pacers right now, but I really I really do uh, know for a fact that they miss Victor Oladipo right now. That's that's a fact. Uh, moving on, another easy win here for the Bucks. Uh, they took the 2-0 lead series on their two two zero series lead uh, against the Pistons. They won this. They won their game. Game two, 120 to 99. And again, another easy win here for the Bucks. The Pistons. I don't even. I mean, do they really belong here? 
that's my question. Uh, but they were led by Luke Kennard getting his first action of, of, uh, of I think, since February of the season, since February. He had 19 points, 4 rebounds, and 2 assists. Andre Drummond also had a double. Well, he had a double-double. Uh, he had 18 points, 16 rebounds, and also 2 assists. And Reggie Jackson also did his did his best to help out. He had 18 points, 8 assists, and also 3 rebounds. Uh, for the Bucks, uh, Chris Middleton, uh, he did his thing. He had 24 points, 8 assists, and also 5 rebounds. Uh, Giannis, he also did his thing. The Greek Freak had 26 points, 12 rebounds, and also 4 assists. Uh, but Eric Bledsoe was a leading scorer with 27 points, 4 rebounds, and 2 assists. Pat Connaughton, the shooting guard, also got 18 points, 9 rebounds, and 3 assists off the bench. So, as you can see, everybody had a, a good day for the Bucks, everybody everybody scored everybody scored buckets even the bench players it's a wrap for the for the Pistons I don't know why they showed up I go home uh Detroit only shot 37 percent from the field and uh the Bucks they ended up getting 60 points in the paint they dominated I think they're one of the more um the more balanced teams, in my opinion, right now in the playoffs. Because not only did they score uh, 60 points in the paint, they also went 42% from three. So they, they can score, uh, they can shoot, they can get in the paint. I like it. The Bucks also had the most team assists last night, 32 team assists. They passed that ball very well. Again, once you see people getting uh, anything any, anything in the double digits in terms of points, two or three people getting double digits in terms of points, that means there's a lot of passing going on. That means there's a lot of teamwork going on. Look, I'm I mean, you got two people. Uh, well, you got Chris Middleton. He had eight assists. You also got um, Connaughton. He had another three. You give Gian Giannis another four. Everybody's on that on that team passing a little bit. So you gotta love it. Uh, things are getting done. And again, this is just a this is just a warm up for the Bucks in my opinion. Uh, finally, uh, we got some. Uh, we got the Jazz. I'm sorry, the Rockets getting it done against the Jazz again, taking another 2-0 series lead. Uh, they got this one done. The Rockets got it done. 118 to 98. Again, another easy game here. Uh, for the Jazz, they were led by Ricky Rubio. He had 17 points, 9 rebounds, and also 6 assists. Royce O'Neal also did his thing. He had 17 points and 4 assists. For the Rockets, of course, they were, as usual, uh, they were led by James Harden. He had 32 points, 13 rebounds, and also 10 assists. For Chris Paul, he had 17 points, 4 rebounds, and also 3 assists. Eric Gordon also had 16 points, and he also got P.J. Tucker, who provided 16 points and also 9 rebounds. For the Rockets, um, the only bad thing you can say is that they turned the ball over 18 times. But again, the Jazz, I guess you could say, are garbage. They didn't make, they, you know, what could they do? They got the ball like 18. They took the ball from 18 times. Couldn't really do nothing with it. I think, um, yeah, again, another another easy series for the Rockets. Uh, again, I'm not really impressed by what's going on right now. We already kind of knew uh, the Jazz were an inferior opponent. Again, Donovan Mitchell, uh, he really didn't step up last night. Only 11.6 assists. Uh, you know, sweet. I mean, this is this is one of the sure more surefire sweeps out there, in my opinion, guys. It's Point, point, uh, cut, cut dry, cut blank and dry. Uh, you know, with you know, yeah, yeah, just the jazz. Not a lot of, not a lot of offense. You figured, you know, you, they did have Rudy Gobert. They do got Jonathan Mitchell. Uh, that's only really two all stars. You know, going against this whole squad and and only run out. Everybody on the Rockets is an all star outside of Harden and Jane. I mean, Harden and Paul. But again, with that being said. It's gonna be easy. This is gonna be another easy series. I'm sorry, y'all. I, I I got no, 
Yeah, I got no faith in the Jazz, y'all. Sorry. Sorry to all my Utah fans. Uh, but for, for today, y'all, I'm going to call it a wrap. I will be putting out my, uh, an official uh, Never Out of Bounds episode tomorrow morning. Uh, we, will, we will be having the world on the street. We will be going over to nice playoff action as well. I do have some. I do have an update on your man, Russell Wilson. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about his new contract and what it all means. And there is a story brewing uh, out there there uh, with these doctors and some opioid prescriptions so very important news i will be back tomorrow morning to discuss that with you guys but until until then y'all take care if anybody hasn't told you yet i love you peace out one love i'll holla